Hello, and welcome back, my faithful listeners, to the Doki Doki Piloto Reporto. It is I, your master, Christian Sama, and I am joined once again by my servant, Class Lancer, John Kuhn. John Kuhn, how are you on this fine evening? Uh, hey, hey, it's me, John Kuhn. I, uh, I just watched some anime, and it was... It's pretty uh pretty confusing. That's that's how I am. Anime. It was pretty anime to be to be uh to say the least. Not gonna lie. Certainly. Uh for those of you who don't know, here on the Doki Doki Palito Reporto, a uh subsidiary of uh Pilot's Guide podcast, we watch the Netflix original anime and summarize them in a very similar way to the how the Pilot's Guide, but you know, better, because I'm here. Sure. I sense some tension in that point. <laughs> but at least I show up, unlike the currently missing, completely oh, and utterly, no. Sean, who Sean. has not only no. completely disappeared, but he's also taken the podcast away with him. Unbelievable. Oh. The pilot's guide, plain in podcast, yeah. taken without, without notice. I knew I shouldn't have left the keys in the engine. The kid just likes to go sometimes. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta go. And that's what makes him Sean. And you know what? But you know what? I have to give him some credit, though. Because mm. it's been quite a bit while since you've needed me on here for the Doki, Doki Pilot Reporto. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it was I, I'm, pretty I'm convenient. It's been so long. I mean, it it's really impressive that he's managed to attend every single podcast since the one last one I was on. I mean, I can only imagine you wouldn't have <laughs> found some other replacements to fill the gaps in between those times. It's pretty remarkable, to say the least. So, you know, proud of him, you know, but we all have our relapses. Mm. And while we search the skies and seas, probably, I'm, I'm betting on seas, personally, um... I'm betting on Cuba, if I'm being honest. Oh, Cuba. Oh, he loves those cigars. Um, <laughs> he loves those cigars. We will be giving you our thoughts, summaries, and uh, opinions about what, which I think is might be the three thing, same thing in a row. Maybe. About the show Fate Apocrypha, a spinoff series to the very popular Fate Stay Night. Uh, now, John Kuhn, do you know anything about Fate going into this? What, what was your experience? I'll tell you what, folks. I didn't know this was a spinoff series. I thought it was its own thing, and uh, that made it kind of hard to watch. <laughs> but uh, I know that the Fate series is a visual novel that mm. people like to read, and... Fate Apocrypha specifically is all about war because we love war in media and all that good stuff. We love cool anime magics. That's that's neat. But that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know well, anything. It was I a good John effort. Uh, I appreciate your trying. This is why you are still the uh, servant in this uh, mm. partnership. Don't think he called me servant last time, if I'm being honest. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, I guess I. Well, I guess you I'm... see now. Uh, <laughs> are you 
See, servant is a thing in, uh, you know, in this Fate Stay series, so I was trying to, like, play into that. Oh, uh, but, you know, oh you, right. But, you know, I actually watched the anime instead of just kind of being bewildered by it. Yeah. It's yeah, hard. I understand. Yeah, you're it, right. It's a, it's a, it's a very complex medium. It's uh, much like uh, that, uh, the classic uh, series Rick and Morty. It's for a high IQ. Uh, <laughs> Only intelligent people can watch this show. Yes, of course. <laughs> what, what do you know about this show? I feel what like do you I know, know about more. the show. Well, what, do, what don't I know about this show? Well, you see, as you accurately said, Fate series started out as a visual novel. Um, it's not really how it got popular in the West. It got popular in the West due to an abundance of anime spinoff series, uh, which actually got English, you know, dubs and subs, unlike the visual novels, which you can only get by pirating at this point because of mm. legal issues with uh, bringing over visual novels into the West for some reason. I don't quite understand. Um, I, of course, own the visual novel because while being a Sama, I am also a pirate on the side. Got to get the Oh. A pilot and a pirate. A, pi- a pirate's guide, if you will. <laughs> Yar. Uh, yeah, so Fate Apocrypha is an alternate universe series to the Fate series, uh, Stay Night series. It is an alternate timeline where the um, where things kind of diverge uh, off mm. in the, after the third uh, Holy Grail War. Um, right. Means absolutely nothing to you or anyone listening, but you know what? <laughs> doesn't mean as much as much as you might think to me either oh wow um, interesting so i think uh it's um important to know about the uh people that we are talking about in the series so without any further ado i believe we should begin a uh character analysis if you will yeah um, i like to call it the the kowalski analysis report on pilot's guide but uh this would be the adjacent uh Doki Doki form of that, I would suppose. I Which don't know. Of Maybe course it's uh... means it is our Sundere Shark analysis. <laughs> there he is. Sundere Shark is here. <laughs> I wish I knew what that that means. I only know what uh, I only know what that one that one word. I can't remember that one word in in Japanese. It's uh, not like she wants to eat me or anything, but she has given me the character. I will cross-check your work with the um, with Sundari Shark's efforts here. What what characters do you remember, if at any at all? I remember one character because they don't really say. Oh, I remember two characters. They don't really say names too mm. often. Uh, I remember Shishigo, who is a man with three eye scars and glasses and a total senpai look going on because the girls are like ah or maybe they're uh, just afraid of him i don't know senpai look huh uh senpai again an older student so did i uh, use that right did i did i say that right? i would say no uh he does not look like an older student in my opinion i don't know what your high school seniors look like john coon's just trying his best trying to keep up it's fine you know all right so you said there was two so yes shishigo is a character in this series he um from what I can tell, seems to be going to be the main at the the main master of the series, considering mm. who he's paired with. Which I would guess that's the other character you remember, or is it someone else? No, I, I remember the bad guy or the supposed bad guy, uh, who's 
last name is funny. He's got a very funny name. Oh, Garnick Presto Yigida Millennia. Who's this this man who is uh using infant souls to stay very, very young, and that's a cool thing that happens in this show. I Fate Apocrypha. I can't believe I forgot about the infant souls. I was I can't believe how willing I was to just let that like wash over me and just like, yeah, of course that's what he's doing. That seems cool. That's that's totally fine. Yeah, he's probably the bad guy. In hindsight, uh, I think he's got he's got a few uh, checkered past, uh, if you will. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so he, that's he, it. Those are those are my two. I know there's a blonde boy. I, I don't think I ever heard his name. I'm not sure they ever said it. To be fr- quite frank with you, um, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, other important characters. Um, yes, there is. The guy who Shigo is being told about told the uh, about the Holy Grail Ward uh, by uh, mm-hmm. oh the he, teacher I, man the old boy teacher man I I believe he is he seemed like the headmaster of the school that's what my impression of the it was uh, was going on there um, he is the one assembling his team for this Holy Grail Ward which we will get into more during the summary of the series I just. He's he's the top guy, if you will. Yeah, you know, just just drafting his seven dudes to go fight a war, casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, casual, yeah, ca- casual wars. Uh, cold, casual mm-hmm. where, casual wars in this in this series for holy grails, Mul- uh, multiple holy grails. Yeah, multiple. Uh, other characters is the character who is also explaining the same stuff that is being explained to Shishigo. Oh yeah, to the blonde guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, just a different guy who also get, goes unnamed. This, uh, what you'll find about this, um, this pilot episode is it's a lot of exposition about like the world and none of the characters. I don't mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. I learned anything about anyone except for um, Yegida Millennia. Like he's right. the only person I feel like. I, Actually, not entirely true because Yegida Millennia. Um, I'm gonna have to explain this now because it's in do it the Fate series. There are mages. You this is you you accept this now. There uh, there are mages all over the place. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Yeah, all right. We're all on the same page here. The mages can summon these things called servants. These servants are basically reincarnations of past famous heroes, whether right. fictional or real. It's more of a they're brought to life by like the ideas of mankind. Pretty they cool. take the form of a servant, and the mage forms becomes the master, and the summoned creature becomes a servant. Mm. So that's just that is a thing that is happening in the series. I only bring this up now because Yegida Millennia, the villain, um, yes, he has summoned. He already he we see him summon talking with his servant, which is uh, a. What I'll call Caster of Black, because he is the caster summon from the mm. f- on the Black team. Um, he okay. seems he his big plan is to make like the ultimate golem. Is he's a a golem creator yeah. uh, using uh, these homunculi, which I don't mm-hmm. quite know what that is at this. Like I don't I know what a homunculi is in theory, but. I thought the golem was the homunculi. I th- or 
isn't he? Isn't he? Ba- he's basically using like they have a bunch of mages in. I thought like, they were the homunculi in the tanks. See, it's okay, not... that, that it could be that way too. I guess. It... Make that of what you will. Um, he's siphoning. He's siphoning off their juices to make rock, big old rock monsters. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, the only other character who there is one more. I do. I I notice now. I do remember one third character. Is at the very end. Um, mm-hmm. Our the, hero. Our hero Shishigo summons his um, servant, which is Mordred, the yeah. Saber of Red, son mm-hmm. of Arthur Pendragon, who is a girl. Who is. Do they say son? Offspring. Oh, oh, oh. Son. I think God. it's. It's definitely a girl. We. It's a girl. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, we're, I don't have, this, this podcast needs to be wrapped up at some point. I don't have the time to explain the male-femaleness of the Saber bloodline right now. Seems fine I to me. I also want to keep this PG, because, or PG-ish, because, ah, P- Pilot's oh God, Guide, I know. It gets, it gets weird really, really fast. Um, mm. Yes. Save that one for uh, Pilot's Guide Knights. Also, there's a bunch of characters who show up at the very beginning, uh, in the first two minutes. Uh, none of yeah. them appear again. Um, there's a big fight. Uh, that's false. Well, they, uh, except Mordred, maybe. Sword guy. They didn't really show the face. Sword guy. Big, big sword guy. Big, big, uh, the, the bad sword man with the big cool blue sword. He, uh, is summoned. I don't know his name, though. He's summoned by Yigata Millennia, too. At yes. the very end. So, whatever. Uh, there's also a bunch of characters who it pans over to throughout the show that it doesn't name, but it shows their face, like, dramatically. So yep. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be from other fate properties but and we're supposed to just uh, recognize that mm. yes that all, of our, all of our like, favorite hey, characters this character this version of that character sorry to be talking all over you uh but oh, that's it, fine sundari shark gets very mad at me when i don't uh properly cover all her notes um also it says on here um ostalfo makes his first appearance uh best boy kawaii ah <laughs> um, uh, yes very i don't know kawaii that doesn't mean a lot to me. Um, I know it means nothing to you, John Kuhn, but uh, it's on here. And uh, I don't know what Sugar Ray Shark is talking Ostolfo, about. Ostolfo, uh, best boy. Sure. Whoever Ostolfo is. Isn't Ostolfo, isn't that from Legend of Zelda? Oh, John Kuhn. <laughs> you and your Switch. Try my best. I'm, 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 trying, at least I'm genuinely Japanese. trying my best. At least, it's, at least it's Japanese. Sure. Okay. So what do we do next? Here at Doki Doki, I think it is important to do a proper now that now that you know all the not players and players, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm going to give you a possibly what should have happened first a summary of the um, rules of the what they explain in this um, episode for the Greater uh, Holy Grail War or the Greater, Greater Grail War. Grail War. So if you could give uh, if you could. Set up the clock, John Coon. Um, three, two, one. Tell me when what to go. Want? And I. What do you? How many? How long do you want? I'll give you as much as you want. Give me a minute. All right, we got a minute on the clock. I'm ready to go for Christian Sama. I'm counting them down. Three, two, one. Begin. Okay, so in a Holy Grail war, um, it is when I seven mages summon seven different servants of uh, to all becomes masters. And they all, uh, this allows them to gain access to the Holy Grail, um, where they have to start exterminating each other. And once there is one person left, 
they can claim the Holy Grail for themselves, and uh, it grants any wish they want. Apparently, um, how this has not ended the world, I don't know. Um, at <laughs> some point in the uh, uh, Fate Apocrypha universe, uh, this uh, uh, Yagata Millennia guy uh, managed to attain the Holy Grail and is trying to start a greater, is trying to uh, use its power. I don't know how he has it without being able to use it. It doesn't really quite <laughs> go over that. So he, uh, Yagata Millennia, starts summoning its own mages to start a Holy Grail war for, between themselves. Apparently, something that Fate Apocrypha is adding to the series is that uh, you can a di- different unit can summon seven different other mages and seven different other servants to oppose the other team, um, where suddenly those seven people who are supposed to eliminate each other will fight each other on sides. It basically becomes Survivor, and then once one side mm-hmm. eliminates the other entirely... Um, it uh, the seven must destroy each other to become the new winner of the Holy Grail. Ta-da! Very good. Um, that's ho- that's a Holy Grail war, folks. Uh, Those if are you followed that. Are... I understand. <laughs> uh, you you are quicker on the uptake than many. I, yeah, yeah, I am astonished by it. Uh, did you, John Coon? Did mm-hmm. you follow that? Uh, I, you lost me at. Okay. I lost you at the start. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of exposition in this show. Um, the important, to put it as simply as possible, there's seven people on the red team for a team called clock tower. There's seven people on the black team for Yagata millennia. They're going to fight each other. Saber's going to be important. Oh, yes. Astolfo is going to get a lot of fan art. Oh, yes. And that's all that matters, really, deep down. Also, the character at the end is apparently, uh, uh, of the end of the episode, is apparently uh, Jonah Ark. Uh, oh, whoa, really? Um, I don't know where she comes into the play. She kind of looks like a saber, which is the the big huh. iconic character that everyone recognizes, but she's... I, she's not as related as Mordred, who is clearly a saber. Got it. Okay. Um, cool. Hmm. So that's rules. Um, rules. And now I'll talk about what's happening IRL. How these I, how these sides are prepping. How, how they be prepping. All right. How long do you want for this? I'll take a minute. Okay. Whenever. Tell me when you're ready, and I will start. Ready on you. Give me a countdown. Ich, ni, san, go. Here we go. So, Shishigo is a man who can summon these servants. And the headmaster of Clock Tower or whatever wants to recruit him to the red side. He's looking for his seventh man. So basically, the Yigata Millennia team already has seven. And we've got seven... Uh, we're looking for our seventh for the red, and this guy can apparently do the thing that summons. So uh, the headmaster of the school gives him a piece of the round table, like King Arthur's literal round table, and that's what he uses to summon uh, Mordred. The way he describes it, the old, the the headmaster makes it sound like it's one big old card game. So this is basically uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. You can think of it that way. Um, there are uh, cool dragons and monsters and skeletons. And people that can shoot lasers out of their hands. And uh, a lot of people are probably going to die. 
and this blonde boy is probably one of them because he sounds like an idiot and that's that's the show you did it that's the show well that certainly happened it did one thing i want to make sure we cover is the, the first two minutes of the show is skeleton wars yes and there's a lot of blood, which made me immediately like, yep, this is M.A., that's for sure. Oh, yes. Feel free to also, expand on that. Noble Phantasms like. are their super attacks. I know no one okay. said Noble Phantasms, but that's... I'm, I'm sure John Kuhn was thinking that when they, when they both started shouting about Noble Phantasms. Yeah, probably. Of- noble Phantasms, I'll, 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 I'll do my best to explain this. So, we have... A uh, cool Mordred lady with big red sword that kind of looks like the Soul Caliber, if we're being honest. If you know what the Soul Caliber is, and then we've got cool blue swordsman, or as they like to call him, the Black Team. It's not black; it's blue. He shoots a big blue laser. So they use their noble phantasms on each other, which is just an excuse to say, "I've got a super special move, and I'm going to speak in another language that you're not going to understand, but I'm going to launch a cool thing." And uh, basically, their swords turn into giant blue and red lasers which they use to, to shoot at each other. And they sort of like Harry Potter-esque when Harry fights Voldemort sort of wrap into each other. And it's just like, whoa, that's cool. That's Noble Phantasms. I think, <laughs> I, does every servant have one? Every single one? Yes. They're supposed to be, uh, according to the visual novel, which is the only, thing, the only material I had absorbed before this besides uh, fan art and just being a weeb around other weebs. Um mm. There, it's supposed to be like kind of a, like a secret that you like hold off towards the end. When they describe them, I always imagine them as more of like a signature attack instead of just that uh, we both use giant super waves. But I guess that's you could do that too. That works as well. Like the five, like the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> like the five knuckle shuffle. I I heard you. I. Like the like the five knuckle shuffle, right? Exactly like the five knuckle shuffle. It's, okay, it's, okay, it's, got it. <laughs> I can't wait to watch WWE SmackDown and see John Cena use his noble phantasm <laughs> on Kofi I, I, Kingston and the rest of the New Day. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I I, I would be banned from this podcast forever if I said th- <laughs> what I wanted to say. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, ban for, I would ban myself for my own podcast. I'm not even, that's not even a joke. I, I oh gosh. All right. I know this is, might be the hardest part, John Coon. Uh-huh. But I really, this first episode was mostly exposition. But what do you like, what do you dislike about Fate Apocrypha Pilot? <sighs> Let's see. I liked that the cool bad guy who looks like a typical anime villain was harvesting souls from little kids. I thought that was pretty uh pretty sick and twisted and just just added just enough seasoning to this pot that I'm like, okay, baby, we got a stew going. Uh, you know, I also just like the idea that these wars can just happen like all the time. That were like, oh yeah, we had, there was like a war yesterday in like one part of the world. Also, this takes place on Earth, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that too. It's kind of weird because in the, like, 
there's they in the individual novel they make a bunch of like hard and fast rules that like can't be broken like the grail wars are every 10 years or whatnot and what all this ah. all this stuff and then just in the beginning of apocrypha they're like yeah once the greater grail which is a I, I still don't get that is that just the real holy grail or is that a better holy grail once that was taken everyone just started doing it on their own like for unre- like for their own separate grails but right. the original fate seems to fly fast and loose with its rules just on what it wants to be how things work and who was and who was looking for the grail in the first place the germans <laughs> Because that's the thing. These are these are our super super bad guys. Apparently, the Germans did are trying to do another world war. I guess, guys. German infant soul stealers. This is. I I will say it is a step above a Nazi zombie. Uh, Nazi make other I, people zombie is a little I'll bit more intense. That. Yes. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. As far as as far as things I didn't like, um, the blonde boy he was pretty insufferable. I hated him. Uh, <laughs> maybe if I knew his name, I would feel better. But like this kid just keeps asking questions and is like, "Oh, I want to be in this holy grail war. Cool, because I want to be run through by a pike like the two girls in the beginning of the the skeleton wars that See, we were talking I, about." I knew those two were dead. Because they like they had they had NPC like written on their faces, and I'm like they're done. They're they had the I don't white, know. They had the white hair, the white clothes, and but the problem was they both had it. If one of them had that, mm. that one would have survived. But they this is why um, whenever two people show up to a party dressed the same way, they say they you have to go get change because if you don't, you'll you're definitely gonna die. <laughs> you're definitely just an NPC. See, I. I, on the other hand, and to explain to what we're talking about, there's just this whole flashback in the beginning that is a bunch of people fighting and they're skeletons, and that's when they use the big laser beams and stuff, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, I thought these two were, like, twins. I thought they were just twins, and I was like, oh, these are these these two, two cool twins can shoot magic out of their hands. Oh, well, they just they got run through by a skeleton. They're like... <laughs> Oh, Game they're over. so cool. Oh, that's a lot of yep. blood. Oh, wow. Yeah, yep. it was pretty quick. I guess they're done. <laughs> you know, write your own fanfic about them, man. Maybe. Maybe you can get their own spin-off alternate reality where they live. Yeah, Fate, uh, Twin NPC. Yeah, SmackDown. There you go. I think that's. I think that's would be perfectly appropriate. Yeah, and I, I think it goes without saying that uh, the lack of names or the uh, names that are too confusing for me to even have a second to catch on to, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, grinded my gears to say the least. Just, it's just hard. They made it hard on little John Coon. It's really hard. I would probably be more forgiving myself if this was like a legitimate sequel, but the fact that mm. they went out of their way to make it like an alternate timeline makes all these little things like bug me that they um they that they spun through it and it it doesn't help that the fate series itself it's really not easy to find a good starting place anyway every like for the best place to start is the visual novel okay it's illegal mm-hmm. it's it you cannot download it legally you cannot in america really? that's so it's, sad 
it's pirating. No one ever gets really arrested for online pirating, but still, it's not technically something you're supposed to do. The original Fate Stay anime um, is apparently is panned. I've never heard a good word about it, except by from people who I know enjoy everything. <laughs> the Fate Stay, um, Fate, Fate Stay Zero spoils the original anime, and the original anime like remake like the side series that is like because whatever it the side series to the main anime like the one they they use instead that one spoils zero so you have four options one's illegal one's bad and the other two spoil each other so i thought (laughs) let's go to an alternate universe but they expect you to at that point have experienced everything else on the side over there now i know that's not i don't remember who but someone once told me Every episode could be someone's first. Mm-hmm. I understand that, like, if you're a part two episode, it's not you're going to expect the audience to be kind of on board with people. But this is literally the pilot. Like, yeah, don't if it doesn't I, quite adhere to the rules of a pirate pilot pilot. A lot of, a lot of pirate talk going pirate. on. It doesn't too much. I'm, I'm thinking about my alternate. Talk. I'm my uh, Bandit series Pirates Guide that I'm going to have to do after this. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think this would have been a lot better. Like, this this is not how you should have done this. Is like I understand you have, like, lots of exposition to get through. But yeah. I think that should have been given from the perspective of one character. Shishigo. Shishigo, or even the blonde kid, if you really want them to be clueless about what's going on entirely. Um, yeah. They don't even have to be the main character by the end of it. It's just, I think they were just trying to get through the checkbox of like, here's all of these things that we need to get. And we want it all done by the first episode. Um, maybe yeah. once this checkbox is all finished, it's, um, once this checkbox is finished, maybe the series picks up from here on the second episode. Once they've hit, like they just threw away the first episode as like, this is going to be bad. Just it's bad. It's fine. Whatever. It was too epic. The first episode was too epic. The Just first... too epic. Like the first two minutes are meant to be the thing that makes you come back. Yeah. The, the rest, yeah. the other twenty, are basically throwaways, except for the after credit scene, which probably means something to somebody who's already interested in fate and was already coming back anyway. Maybe. I didn't even know there was a, pe- a post credit scene. So there you go. Oh. I oh there you go I I I skipped through the credits to go see it I I I had a feeling something was gonna happen mm-hmm. um not used to that in your pilots are you especially that's anime for... for you they always they always like to throw something right at the end it's like a freaking Marvel movie mm. I'm <laughs> right, still well, learning I'm doing my best it's fine no 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 uh I I mean like let's um well let's be clear I. I was not enjoying myself doing this. This was like... You didn't I, like any of it? I... Not even one? I don't thing? think I really... Wait, what? Not even one thing? Sundari Shark like, says Ostalfo is cute. Um, ah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Shark. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's what I like. Uh, Ostalfo is cute. Um, Ostalfo is cute, huh? Yes. Hmm. So that's my positive. This shark talks a little bit too much. He's not like Kowalski or she. They're not like Kowalski. 
Don't wait. Don't. Don't. John, you made her mad. Now, God, this is going to be a whole thing now. I, have we made any progress on... Have you gotten anything from John? Has you seen him anywhere? Has he picked up on the radar? Do you have, no, do you I, have I, I've, been shaking the, I've been shaking the dog treats and the little guy won't come out. I don't know where he is. I feel like I've I feel like I've been searching everywhere. He wasn't in Cuba. He wasn't in Dildo, Canada. He wasn't in New Mexico. He wasn't in the Savannah. I, I have no clue. Man, I have he no loves clue. Dildo Canada. Uh, he really I, does love Dildo Canada. That's why I thought he was gonna be there. Uh, I don't I don't hold on. I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a mailbag. Uh, 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 a me- the ma- mail is being sent to me. Maybe it's it's from. Is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's, it's from Sean. Oh, oh, dun, Sean dun, says, dun. "Dear Christian Som, wow, he's addressing me for my with my formal title. This must be serious." <laughs> I. I took the Pilot's Guide podcast to film a special episode with Drac. What? <gasps> with Drac? Oh my but god. But I got lost and ended up getting stuck in the Bermuda Triangle. No way. Oh, the most dangerous of all the triangles. We, we can't fly there. On this. We can't fly there. I... I need your help. Please don't tell John. He'll be really, really mad that I tried to replace him with Drac. Yeah, he's right. I, <laughs> I thought he hated Drac. Steamed. He definitely did hate Drac last time we talked. Is, I don't well, know. There's something going on behind the scenes, but more importantly, we got to get him out of that Bermuda Triangle. Wait, hold on. I'll turn the I'll turn the plane around real fast. I know we're stuck in we're. In, Ironically, we're in Transylvania right now. I was going to go ask Drac next, huh. but it's going to take a little while. Uh, in the meantime, I guess this would be uh, a good time for predictions, John Kuhn. Uh, go ahead with yours I, while I sit in the cornet. Sure. I, sure. I need, to, I need to take my mind off of that before I find that kid and give him a, give him a what for. Um, there are a couple things I think might happen here. Uh, so Shishigo is a necromancer. And that's a, that's just a thing. He can bring people back to life. I don't. I think that's different than a regular summoner. I assume, unless it, they're all necromancers. He says it really casually, like the the, but like, but ominously and casually, like yes. I don't know. So I don't know which like, if it's supposed to be on ominous in universe, or ominous mm. to the viewer listening to it. Because if right. we're supposed to know what a necro, like, besides, obviously, like, what in that universe it means, um, God, it could mean anything. It's, I... Right, right, right. He everything, does everything's so chill. Everything's super chill. We're just like, ah, yeah. We're just, you know, we got a job to do. We got a war to fight. It's cool. But yeah, he does it. He asks for a lizard in a jar. For like payment, yes. high jar. And it's definitely a Hydra, and he's definitely going to bring it to life, and it's definitely going to go on a killing spree. And I'm here for it. I like, a, I like me a Hydra. That's, uh, that's my big thing. Interesting. If, if, he's, if he's, you know, a true, an honest-to-goodness necromancer, then you know he's bringing that little guy back to life. 
which we love to see it because it reminds me a lot of Kowalski. Little uh, little blue gooped hydra up there. Oh, oh, I, yeah, I guess the jar is kind of a Kowalski like. Is there anything else? Or you just think there's going to be a hydra? Um, 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 um. Th- so, and we didn't really talk about this. Yigata Millennia says he's looking for the root. Whatever the heck that is. Fucking no idea. No, no. Like, I, I, I assume. I okay. There's two. I have two assumptions. Yeah. Unless you have one that you want. Oh, to I have one. You go first. That you brought it up. That shit don't exist. Come on. The He's just gonna does- keep finding it and finding. It. He's gonna find it, and it's gonna be like the face of God, and his his orphaned body is going to melt from his bones and then he will turn into a skeleton but this skeleton isn't going to go stabbing people he's just going to crumble to the ground that that they it's going to be like it's either going to be impossible to find much like the one piece if i'm can connect it to another uh another anime mm-hmm. um, that's that's me trying trying hard the root was the friends we made along the way that's exactly what it is. That's it, how it is in my root. The root is like one piece, and it is the friends we made along the way. Is the note in my notes? <laughs> note in it's your notes. The, the root. The root is a root. Oh. Okay, so I, I think uh, the root could be two things. Well, three things. One, it could be something I'm already supposed to know about, which uh, I don't, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, number two could be the the root of all magic. Like, oh, like the source, the weave, and three, because Yagata Millennia has the Yggdrasil stuff shoved into his name. I mm. think it could be like the root of the of the tree, tree the which could also be the root of all magic. Um, fair. Honestly, fair. all four of those things could be true. Um, it could be nothing, but fear it could be everything. It could be nothing, but is told to be the root of the tree um which is the source of all magic the, and we're supposed to know all that already all four of those things that we just predicted all could be true all could be wrong um seems fair enough um anything else uh i do i do have another small thing so the the headmaster mentions he's going through his like seven summoners or whatever Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, apparently, I guess in another Holy Grail war, one of them betrayed him, and or be, what one of them on the red side betrayed the entire squad, and uh, he's like, this time he won't betray us. And then they show the guy, and he's like, it's his back is to the camera, and you're like, okay, that guy's definitely gonna betray them, <laughs> like locked locked and loaded. He looks like Merrick. From Yu-Gi-Oh! Not to, to connect it back to Yu-Gi-Oh! This, this guy's a bad boy. He's a bad, bad boy. I don't think he betrayed them in another one of these seven-on-seven wars. Um, oh. I don't think that's what that meant. I I have to believe that this is the first or, like, second time this has happened. Like, I, I have to believe that the seven-on-seven thing isn't, like, something oh, that How it always has to be? Too. Okay. I just, I, something in my heart is like, it, you can't, you can't, it can't let this happen. <laughs> I assume he portrayed the old guy at some other point in his life. Mm, um, okay. Okay. Maybe. And, uh, I don't know, maybe he will, I don't know. I think 
he's probably the last guy I'd, I'd expect to betray them, honestly, if he's the guy who betrayed them before. But he's talking to some random spooky vampire lady. This it's is a thing that happened in this show, too. I want to make this 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 episode of, of DDPR is going to be just as confusing as watching the show. So you might as well just go watch the show, too. But there's this vampire lady who's talking to this guy that I think is going to betray him. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have another war inside a war. And it's like, OK, uh, how do you do that? Like, Holy Grail War Squared, there's going to be another 15 people inside the seven that are going to be fighting each other. And that's cool, I guess. I don't understand the rules. I, now that you're, like, saying this, like, because I forgot about the, like, I forgot about this. I forgot about that. I forgot about, because every scene is, like, is almost, like, five seconds um, of the 22 minutes. And none of them are really attached to anything else. Mm-hmm. It makes me wish I had done more research before I picked this, but that would defeat the point of going in dry is the thing. Like, I don't think I could have predicted it. I, I don't think I could have avoided having Fate Apocrypha, having an episode like Fate Apocrypha, which is so a pilot that isn't a pilot um, mm-hmm. without just completely destroying the spirit of this podcast. Or and huh. the podcast like it. Um, got it. I very, see your concern. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm upset. I'm. I'm. You know. I. I oh, don't be upset. Oh, you know. It's. Isn't this is only our third episode? How are we going to build a fan base if this is the third episode of the Doki Doki Pilot Reporto? I'll tell you how we build a build a fan base. Because I'm anime illiterate, and that's funny. we fill it with bits we fill it with bits we fill it with five knuckle shuffle references and we look for sean and everyone is on the edge of their seats you know how we get there you know how the five you know i i have to before we continue you know the five knuckle shuffle is a euphemism correct four i'm gonna say it i just might this might get cut oh it will oh all right cut So um, yeah, yeah, we're 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 building a culture at Doki Doki, and that's what the people are craving. We need to trust I, the I'm process. Confident. You're right. We're all trusting. We're all trusting the proceso. Did I do it right? Did I, is that how they do it? Um. Okay. So, my own predictions. Um. I think, just because of how. I think we're going to switch back and forth between the red and black team. Oh, really? I think episodes are going to be dedicated to fleshing out both sides. Um, mm. Just like them as characters. Um, I think That'd be cool. there's going to be bad guys on the red team. There's going to be bad guys on the black team. And then like we're going to oh. be kind of, kind of forced to pick uh, a side. Um, just because... I mean, this is I because of how popular some of the characters on the black team are as I have been alluding to with yes. the one over and over again, um, mm. it feels like they're, they're their own main characters. The seven on seven, like, I feel like it's kind of a, a it's also very ironic because the, the eventually at the end of the war, which the seven, 
the winning side is going to have to turn on each other to claim right. the grail for one person. That is the huh. rules of the Holy Grail War. They all have so, to die? I, what? They, there's, no, there's no tie. There's like... No, they all have to die. Except for one person. I think... There might be some, like, loophole to that, but... Can they be like, can they be like, meh? Meh. Like, I... Whatever, that's... I I think there's gonna be... I think, by the end, if everybody dies, except... If this series isn't a coward and everybody dies except for one person, I think at the end of this, it's gonna be... The final two people are gonna be the red team good guy. Like, the red team main good guy and the red team main bad guy. Mm. Their team's gonna win. Those are the two gonna be the last ones. They haven't been able to fight each other up until this point because they were on the same side, and that's the final battle. Is them two finally coming to blows oh. because they're finally unleashed against each other. That is cool. Uh, at least that's how I would write it, hmm. as usual. Uh, I, I, and I think that might happen. I, I'm not positive. I the my other the other option is like mm. nobody is ever going to die and they're just gonna like dance around for twenty six episodes. This ain't One Piece, bro. Uh, I don't this know. The One only Piece. people I've seen die so far were the were twin NPCs. They weren't NPCs to me. <laughs> they were real. I'm already oh, in the process of writing my fan fiction. <laughs> already ahead of it. You got it. You got another another thought. I'm hoping, right? You got uh, another theory. Joan of Arc, um, she was wearing black, I think she's on the black team, and she might be the other, like, the main protagonist for the black side. Ooh. Um, she might be the saber of, she might be the saber of black to oppose our saber of red, which is... That would be cool. Yeah, they're, it would keep the process of the saber being the blonde, um, main character that every, blonde female main character that is like iconic and then you can have a you have an iconic saber on both sides i mean she was a witch irl so the witches are usually on the bad team seems pretty good you you eat a couple thousand baby souls and suddenly you're on the bad team unbelievable this... I, know, I hey you know you win some you lose some that's my uh other than that I'm not. There will be more exposition at some point. That is my. <laughs> I, you can bank on that. That's my lock. Lock it in. My lock of the week. Sure, sure. More that's exposition. I'd guess probably the next episode. Mm. If I'm being honest. So so so, if that I mean if that wraps up theories. So how do we do we do we do we do we talk about what uh, what uh, what we think like what we how we feel about it do we ever do that i don't know how you've done two episodes of this and still not know how to really end it it's first i, just, of all, I don't know the format i don't, don't i i genuinely I know, don't know the format. I, I know it's so different it must be hard to switch back and forth but come on it's yeah, yeah. so yeah you talk about whether or not uh it's going clear for takeoff or crash landing. Uh, the, just in case you're not don't know how that works, John Kuhn. Clear for takeoff is not whether or not you like it. It's whether or not you think this show will be a success. It will go to where it's supposed to be going. It's going to land safely. Oh. Or you could call it a crash landing. You think this thing is doomed. Uh, this is a bad start that is unrecoverable. It, it, 
just uh, doomed from the start, will not be able to find mm. the place it's trying to go. Um, with that said, um, would you like to go first or should I? It's up to you. I'm, gonna uh, I'm going to I'm going first. I, uh, when you explain it like that, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, this show, to me, is Crash. Too bad. much... Uh, too, too much... Too many cooks will spoil the broth, let's just say. That's, I've heard that. I heard that. that it's a, like, I think that's ancient, uh, a, a folk, folk tale in too many cooks, uh, spoiling broth. This, this, there's just, there's just too much going on here for the, the average, like even the average anime watcher, I don't think would be interested in just in, in the fact alone that they're like, you're gonna you're, you need to you need to explain it or I'm going to just be confused and lost the entire time and if there's not enough like enough there uh harnessing me in to say like like I look I'll be honest when I'm watching this I was like okay I like this I like it, it I feel like I'm watching some sort of fire emblem thing and I feel like cool magics and stuff are, are gonna happen and like some pretty pretty awesome fights and a lot of people might die which would be is kind of cool in in shows but just like the amount of times i'm sitting there saying who's that or why do i should i know that or this it's it's a it's not a good it's not a good thing and for that that for that alone it's in the garbage bin oh it's an interesting take i think it is a fair take um I do think uh, on its merits alone, I think uh, this is a bad first impression. Probably. I do think this is a... Sub- Here's my thing. There, This is kind of a... It's depending on how you're looking at it. Um, hmm. I, I know that's... I know clear for takeoff, crash landing, that would be pretty obvious when you see it, but there's something about this that here's... I I it's I feel both ways of it. Um I will explain both ways, but for my for my answer, my question to you, John, was Game of Thrones a clear for takeoff or crash landing? Just quick answer. Uh probably I mean, going to be honest, it's been quite a while since I since I watched that pilot, but uh yeah, it is for me it was probably honestly a crash landing. Not the pilot. Oh, the whole by the, the end, whole the thing. final result. Oh, uh, it, it's, look, it's not, it's not. Game of Thrones didn't get canceled, so it was a clear for takeoff. All right, then if that's if that's the then you've decided this is a this is clear for takeoff then. Oh, because it's already done. Fear? Well, no, 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 no. That's not what I. I don't even. I, I don't know. If Apocrypha. Even if it's even if Apocry- even even if it's the, this season's done, Apocrypha will have uh, probably have a spinoff. And I'll have a spinoff, and then we'll have another oh. spinoff, and then we'll have another spinoff. Oh. The problem is that the Fate series is a million-dollar, like, probably billion-dollar franchise. Wow, that will really? keep. It is the biggest thing that you... You, the listener, it might be the biggest thing you've never heard about, besides Bollywood. Hmm. This thing is so popular that it just... It's, it is almost, it's too big to fail, almost. 
It's all it, encompassing. Its fan base is too rabid. It's too as long as as long as this show produces a character that will sell merchandise, which it did. Astolfo is very popular and sells lots of stuff. Okay. This is a success. The problem is, but as a show itself, if I was predicting just the ending, which is why I asked you the question about Game of Thrones, I feel like the ending of this will be unsatisfying. It will be a crash landing for us as a, as not, for a non-fan, this is a crash landing. But for a, Mm. for somebody who is already invested in the Fate franchise, and there are enough people that they just will force of will make this a clear for takeoff. I understand that that might be kind of complex, but it's almost like gaslighting. Like enough people <laughs> will say this is clear for enough people will say that the landing was fine, that everyone history books will remember it as it yeah, it went fine. Oh yeah, it was great. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong about maybe I'm wrong about that both ways, but honestly, uh the official record will say clear for takeoff. So we shall go I say sure. Because sure. fate. Because fate. Eh, well. See, that's just that's just me. I I don't know that. I never I never I never heard of it. So it's the, the now, apparently now it's the biggest thing that I didn't know that I do know now. So I'll keep that in the back of my mind for future reference. Neat. Neat. Neato, as they say. Neato. All right, John. All right, John Kuhn. Uh, we're almost there. While we're closing in on here, is there anything you want to plug in? This could be. This is gonna be very dangerous. And I, you know what? You worked hard for this one. I think you should uh, get some time to really plug in your own stuff. Maybe you know, boost your numbers. Use me as a. I want to be a step stool for you to really boost you up. Mm. Got. I got it. Well, if you are unfamiliar with me, I do a podcast called pilot's guide uh genuinely genuine eh, generally i do said podcast with a man by the name of sean who's trapped in the bermuda triangle as we speak but uh if you want to try to connect with sean or i you can connect with us on twitter at joba dog joba underscore dog d-a-w-g j-o-b-a underscore d-a-w-g or uh, at Sean Laro, we also have a Pilot's Guide Twitter at Pilot's Guide Pod. You could send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. Uh, anytime that you're listening, if you haven't yet, please, you know, click that five-star review. Leave us a rating. Uh, that is five stars only. That's the only rating we want. Please. And leave a review saying something cool that you liked about Pilot's Guide. Because that's what we love too. And you, again, if you're wondering somehow you're listening to this and you're like, where can I find this? It's literally everywhere. So just look anywhere, Google it, Pilot's Guide, and you'll uh, you'll find us. And eventually Sean and I... And then look, look to the internet. You'll probably find it more easily there. Probably there. And uh, eventually Sean and I, if we find him, we'll be able uh, to get back Rest to it and do... The politician, like we said we were going to before he got trapped in the Bermuda Triangle. What if he's already recorded the politician episode with Drac? Ugh, don't even, don't even say that.
can't even. Uh, I can't even think about. Oh man. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Hold, hold on. You're kind of. I need you to focus on this. There it is. There, right over there. You can see it. That big, glowing dot in the sky with the big red circles going around. There it is. Oh the eye of God. the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Quadrangle Triangle. We're gonna there guide the plane right through there, and we're gonna go in, and we're gonna get Sean back. Right through what? And more importantly, the Pilot's Guide podcast, which is also inside. <gasps> we gotta dive in. Follow me at Sonnetsis. I'm not really doing anything, but you know, you might find something funny on there. Next week, part two of Doki Doki Piloto Reporto, Akretsuko episode. Ah! Sayonara. Bye.